Welcome to the Opto Podcast, everybody. Welcome back to the Off the Dome Podcast, everybody. Special fucking episode today, episode 10. We got a first ever guest, my boy Andrew's joining us. We're going to go through uh, the Mavericks Warriors, that fucking shitty fucking closeout game last night. Then we're going to preview the Heat Celtics. Um, Can the Heat fucking even have a chance? Seems like no one's giving them a chance. We'll see what they can do, or the Celtics just going to fucking dominate them with the defense. And then we're gonna do we're gonna continue the, the the prediction series of the AFC East. We're gonna do the AFC East, go through and and see who we have as our top four, finishing off that division. And then we're gonna wrap it up with our our top five series. We're gonna transition to the tight ends, so top five tight ends. And I think you're gonna be surprised by s- some of these selections at tight ends. It, it was a lot harder than I thought. I don't know about you, Andrew, but the top five tight ends were fucking. Eh. They're so top heavy. I, I I agree, man. Like before we even went on air, we were talking. I I, I even <laughs> forgot a couple that you reminded me of. So I had a, I had a scratch. I had a scratch mine and uh kind of re- rebuild. Got a big there. name too. So <laughs> <laughs> just, just, a, just a okay. Little, just all right. So we'll, we'll start off with Babs Warriors. Um, I don't know about how you feel about this series. I, I just feel like this series to me has been so. I, like for those that have been listening, I've been saying that like the Dallas Mavericks have had a chance to win this series, and they just have shot themselves in the foot. I don't think they play defense very well, even even in a, a closeout series. It still seemed like at towards the end they were drawing close. They were down ten. They kept getting it close, and then they would just stop playing defense. They're given too many driving dunks and layups, and it's just I, the inconsistency for me is you can you can go get past that. Shooters are gonna shoot and, and some teams can get hot. Even Golden State, that's how they are. They're streaky. Sometimes they're off and sometimes they're not, but they, they play defense and that makes up for that streakiness. The the Mavs just don't even play defense. I think it starts with Luca. Because to me, I don't know if you notice this, Luca is always complaining and uh, sometimes it affects how he gets down. He don't even get down the court half the time. I mean, I, I agree with that, but he doesn't have anybody around him. I mean, Dallas needs to take this offseason and really build around Luka. If they if, if they want – Luka cannot win a championship. No, by absolutely himself. not. And it, it, they have pieces, but I just don't think these pieces fit. I like Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie showed up again last night. He started to show up um, towards the end of the, uh, the, the their playoff run. But uh, Finney Smith is, is too inconsistent. Bullock is inconsistent. He had games where he popped off, but, again, he has six points last night. Um Jalen Brunt. That's just not enough. But Luca, Luca needs more than six points from 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 these guys. No, I, I think though, but they just they have they need they need a defensive like big. They they don't have a, a, a consistent big right now. They're running Powell and and Maxi Kleba and and Bertans, and they're just not consistent defenders. I think that would go a long way. I agree. And like you were saying yesterday, I mean, I know you were really pushing for Aiton to go to uh, Atlanta, but why, Dallas should make a big push to try to get him. I think he he could be a missing piece to get them over the hump to get him maybe to, I mean, maybe to the Western Conference Finals again next year, and if not, get him over the hump into the finals next yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. I, I think if they if they want to do that, I think they have a, some pieces. Even if they had to do like a sign and trade, I think they could come off some of these pieces because they don't fit anyway. So 
I think they can move some of these pieces around. Um, if they can keep the core intact, I like Dinwiddie. I think him coming off injury, he was kind of slow coming back, and, and I think he would bounce back next year and be great. And I like Jalen Brunson. This kid, even though he didn't show up last night, he was he was three for ten from the field, zero for two from threes. That dude's is is a young rising star that no one's really even heard of or talked about. So I, I think he he's a good piece to go with Luca, but they, they just need a better fit. It's just not working with what they have to me. I I agree, and the draw to eight. Aiden thing, I don't think it'd be hard to pull him from Phoenix. Like, I mean, you were, you were, like I said, you were talking a little bit about it yesterday. And that Dallas has some pieces they could give up. Um, but, I mean, they also have the – I mean, give some draft picks up for him. Go go, go do something big in the offseason. Go get DeAndre Aiden. Um, I mean, like I said, you have Brunson. I still think he's he, – he needs he needs to grow mm-hmm. a little bit still. Um, I, I maybe even think pushing for – I mean, why not put Luca and Dame together? That would that would be interesting. Would Luca be willing to be so off ball dominant? That's what I that's what I would worry about. Is he's touching the ball every time? Like there's there's no doubt about it. And you see the second half, he didn't even come off the court. Like he was on the floor the whole night. So I wonder if if a, a ball dominant point guard like Dame would that work? It could. I don't know, but. It would be interesting to see if he could he defer. I don't think Dame's as ball. I mean, if if Dame had some pieces around him, I don't think he would need to be as ball dominant. So, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, if if that if he was willing to do that, that would probably that would work. I, I could see that working if he's willing to do that. Um, for sure. I I just think yeah, they just they're just missing something. That the the fact that they even got here, I, I did not give them a chance in hell to even upset the Phoenix Suns, and with the whole. Aiton thing, you just hope it doesn't get nuclear like Cleveland and they're they're holding him hostage or something. You know, they, they know that they don't want to keep him and he doesn't want to be there and they're just not willing to give him up because they're not getting what they want in return. So I, I don't think that I don't think it's gonna be like that just because they can get so much for him. And I think people are gonna I think teams are will give up a lot for, for a big like yeah. that. So so how do you feel um on the on the Golden State side? Let's show some love to the Warriors because they, they did they were the team that, that won this, they pulled it off. Uh Looney last night, man. Ten points, eighteen boards. See, that's the difference to me in this game. Is is that's why I keep harping on the whole Mavs need a big because they allowed uh, there was offensive rebounds after all. He had seven offensive boards. I mean, they just they just got dominated in the paint. Too many chances. I think all around Golden State was the more uh, complete team, and I think it showed. Like as we started off the podcast, like I don't think like. Yeah, the Mavs are missing a, 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 a like a good big, but they just played lazy mm-hmm. yesterday, man. Yeah, for sure. They they, they they they're they shoot themselves in the foot too much, and that's that's what was getting at me. And I think it starts with Luca, because if the other guys see Luca doing that, they're like, oh man, you know he's he's throwing in the towel. He's he's and he he doesn't he doesn't give up by any means, but that that mentality, other guys see that and they feed off. You know, the guys feed off their stars. If their stars are fucking. Uh, you know, going hard every minute, they're going to do the same because, you know, not, they don't want to let that mm-hmm. guy down. He's giving it everything. He's a star. I should, they should do the same thing. So I, I just think that, that you know, everyone com- complains and, and harps at the refs and, and, you know, gives them their two cents. But he does it so uh, excessively that it costs them. It, it costs them points. I agree. I 100% agree. But <clears throat> how about, uh, how about uh, like I said, let's get some praise to the Warriors. How about uh, Mr. Clay Thompson? Uh, you know, with a 32 piece last night, eight for 16, 50 percent from the from the three point line. He he, he played a, 
I mean, I think he was their go-to guy last night. Oh, for sure. And I, and I never thought we'd see that. You know, after the injury, it just seemed like Clay was never himself. He, he just never seemed like he was getting in rhythms. But slowly in this series, uh, you start, you're, you were starting to see the old Clay, and he finally put it together in, in the biggest game that they, they needed him. 32, man. That's that, I, I didn't think he'd get 30-plus. And if he can keep that, if he if he keeps this momentum going into the next series, I mean, either Boston or Miami. Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Boston first, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think that could be. I mean, Clay could be the 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 piece the Warriors need to get over a big defensive team like Boston or Miami. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're gonna they're going to need him. Uh, and then obviously he's not gonna do this every game, right? I, I don't expect him. He's not gonna drop 30 bombs day in and, yeah, sure. and day out. Not even twenty five plus, but uh, they're they're gonna have to have him just from the the just to be able to keep pace with either team, um, um, more so Boston. I think they're the way they're gonna be defensively. They're gonna if if they if they do end up getting Boston as dominant as has they been in this uh, Heat series they've shown in these playoffs that defense they're they're gonna they're gonna need every weapon they can get to 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 try to swing back at, at Boston. I, they're going to need every piece. Uh, Wiggins got to step up. And they, they are, especially especially against Boston, especially with Boston's depth, how deep they are on the bench. And really, Golden State, I mean, they really don't have many players that go, you know, 10, 15 minutes from their bench. I mean, it's mostly just if, if one injury for Golden State, and I think it's a wrap for them. Yeah, and I think that's what's so huge about the, the Otto, Otto Porter injury. And, and it'll be nice that Golden State does get this rest if if they can get some of these pieces back. I mean, they, they're not in nearly as banged up as either Boston or Miami, but they do have – they have a couple yeah, sure. guys. Um, but it, it, they got to have everybody. Poole's got to be consistent. That was the big thing with me was was Poole. Um, is his little bit of inconsistency, he has nights where he just – he looks like the third splash brother. And then he has nights where he just vanishes and it's like, whoa, where's what's going on? So – all these guys, it's going to be interesting, whoever they play, because Miami's no slouch on defense either. I think just the, the injuries that they've run into, and, and of course everyone has injuries, but if you go, we'll, we'll look at it when we talk about this, but their, their injury report coming into this this game tonight is is it's pretty lengthy. So <laughs> I, I, was looking at the, I was looking at that this morning. It's uh, it's a lot worse than yeah, what I thought so it was. Yeah, it, it's rough, but um, that's, that's the nature of the beast. <laughs> but to, to that point, they're going to have to have all these weapons. Either either one of these teams, even Miami, they're a great defensive team. So it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. You got the West. To me, the West has always been the running gun. Uh, all these teams score hundred plus, and then the East is the 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 grinder series where they just hit the defensive dominant beat you down bully ball. They play in the East. It's two different things. So it, it would be interesting. Either team that comes out of the East playing Golden State, we have a really good matchup. I think. With just the offensive versus defense, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a great series. Like I said, Golden State is going to have to get. I mean, I, I don't know if they can go seven game series with. The, the, like, you said, like you said, they play in the West, more running gun, just no, not a lot of defense, throwing the ball up, and then them going to a seven game series with a Boston or Miami, who that's what they rely on is their defense. They're out there grinding, they're hustling. I, I don't know if Golden State will be able to keep up with. Uh, a Miami or Boston defense. Yeah, and I would say to wrap this, kind of wrap this up, put a bow on it. Um, the the only uh, thing I can lean with with Golden State is they've been here time in, and I mean they're just constant. It, I, I it's what 
in the last eight years, I've been hearing this. They've been there six times in the finals. So they have the, the championship pedigree. They know what they're doing. They've been here, done that. They got great coaching. The, 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 I mean, they've just done it so many times. But it, it will be interesting to see the, the, the offensive versus defensive juggernauts that both these teams are, whoever they get in the East, it's going to be. So we're going to go ahead and right. – so Miami, Boston – um, nobody on planet Earth, unless you live in Miami or you're just somebody that's fucking not buying into the hype, is, is picking Boston or Miami rather. It, 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 it's already been written off like Miami's done for. You might as well. You, you would have thought the game had already happened and, and we're just just recapping it now. But it, it, there is a game being played tonight. So with that said, uh, I, I, I have to ask. I know the answer, but but who you, who you got? And, and why? So, I'm, you know, I'm a biased. Um, and, okay, so I, I'm not only biased against Boston, but I'm not, I'm not even going to put that into, into, into the situation, right? Uh, I think, honestly, Boston is – no pressure is on them tonight. And, one, there's no pressure on them. Two, they're going to the Garden. Miami's got a long road ahead of them. they got to win the next two. Uh, getting through that defense, Boston's defense, um, not only that, with all the injuries they got, I'm looking at their injury part now, Tyler Heroes day-to-day, Kyle Lowry's day-to-day, P.J. Tucker's day-to-day. I see P.J. Tucker playing. Um, I think I, I think Tyler Heroes going to try to play tonight. I, if, I was a, if I was a betting man, I, obviously I'm not a, a true analyst and I don't get all the inside scoops and shit, but Tyler Hero, I mean, with it being a – Elimination game. Tyler Hero needs he, to be. He almost in the has to. He, right? to like, he, he has suck to it up and get in the lineup. There's, there's, the season's um, over. Yeah, I mean, go go play. I mean, you got the off season to rest. If you if if something happens, I mean, just go. You got you got to go grind. But going to the Garden, going against that, you know, the number one defense in the in the league this season. I, I it's 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 Miami's game to Miami has has to climb the ladder and win. And I think that the pressures is too much. The injuries are too much. I, I feel, like I said, if – I mean, I, like I said, I'm biased. I'm, I'm Boston. It's Boston's game to lose, so. Yeah, I, I agree. As a Miami Heat fan, it's it's hard to say I can I, – I, I can't pick Miami. I, I Of course I want them to win. I just – I don't – I don't see it. Um like they said, the injuries have caught up to him. And even besides that, I just think going into this series, if you truthfully, I think Boston is the more complete team, the all around better team. And if just watching this series, when Miami's won games, to me, it's been more of I don't know how if it's Miami winning the games or if it's Boston losing the games. And why I say that is, is Boston not. My opinion is Boston is not showing yeah, up. Yeah, it's been – when you look at the games, and, and I kind of talked about this before, if you look at the games that Miami's won, it's been Boston turning the ball over and and just they're not shooting well. They're just they're just not there. I mean, it's it's never been like, oh, damn, Miami's just, just dominating these guys. And except for that one third quarter, but even then it was turnovers, sloppy play. Um, you know, I, I just – to me, Boston's looked good throughout this whole series as far as being a better team. They, they have the bigs. Miami doesn't match up very well with the down low. I think Robert Williams has been the X factor. When when he's when he's going, Boston's going. Um, he's he, – With him locking up, I mean, I mean, he's held – he's held 
I mean, I know we talked about this a little bit offline, but Robin Williams has really held Bam to to lower than expectations. And that, you know that's I mean? been my problem is is Bam's aggressiveness this whole series. As a Miami Heat fan, it's been it's been painful to watch Bam, who is a star player, um, playing like he's the the fifth best guy on the team. Like it, he he acts like he's a role player. And he's a dominant guy. He's not taking enough shots. He's not being aggressive. And when other guys aren't stepping up, and you've seen it the last game, at the end of the game, they're down 20, and then he starts just taking over. He's playing point center, point forward. Like, he's he's driving down and just and scoring a will. But it's like it's too little too late to even try, try to start doing that. I need to see him be aggressive from the get-go, especially with other guys being hurt, Jimmy being in a slump. He's got to be the guy to take over the game. Like uh, and play like a star player he is because right now he's just he's 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 shying away from the the moment I think and it's just it shows and they need him so that they're they're already fighting uphill battle going to the garden that place is going to be rocking and fucking rolling there's there's no better place to, I mean Boston uh, playoff games are fun I mean that crowd gets into it um, you can't you can't deny the Boston fans they're 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 wild. Um, Especially and especially in the Eastern Conference Finals game with the with a you know a chance to go to the cha- I mean it, you can lock up the series and not to go to the finals that place is going to be rolling. In yeah, and, and to me that's why it was so important for Miami to not be in the situation because you, you, you'd hate to go back and and you would if they were up three two, you know it, it'd be okay because you you may have to give that game up because it, it's it's a tough place to play. But now down three two. Uh, the fans know, hey, we could close out and it'd be time to party after this game. They're going to be fucking – they're going to be going nuts. I mean, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be an uphill battle from that standpoint. You're facing injuries. You're facing uh, Jimmy Butler just in a slump. I don't know if he's got something and he's, that's what's affecting him, but it, we don't know. No, there's no injury list for him. So he just seems to me like he's in a slump. Um, the backcourt has been – has been just outright trash for Miami. Kyle Lowry is a liability on the court. Uh, Max Struess is in a slump. Mm-hmm. You know, all these pieces that they've had that have stepped up and proven, been proven guys all year long have just, they've whittled away. And, and I think that's accredited to Boston's defense. They've just, just bullied Miami out of this series, I think. 100% agree. Uh, a big, I mean, not only you were talking about Jimmy, but uh, he's going to be an X factor tonight. He needs to come out. And not be not just just attack the defense, attack the defense, Jimmy. Put your put the team on your back. Do what do what you're supposed to do as a big star, and take this game home. Another big one I think is going to be uh, Duncan Robinson. I think he he kind of towards the end of the fourth quarter of uh, the last game, game six or game five. I'm sorry. Um, he he. I mean he he started he he caught fire. If he brings that fire this game, um, hopefully he gets some more minutes in. I mean I would. Kyle Riley's a liability, like you said. I would take some minutes from Kyle and give it to Duncan, especially with how good he played in the fourth quarter uh, on Game Five, and let let him play. Let him let him go out there, shoot, get let him get you your points. And I think like if Jimmy comes out and, uh, and I really, I think if Duncan Robinson come out and score like he was doing in the fourth quarter in Game Five, I think it's going to be a game. Yeah, I, it, it, to me, the move to me that would that would maybe light a fire under these guys and maybe add a spark is I think you, you take one of these, you either take Struess or, or Kyle out of, out of the rotation. I think you take Struess out of the starting shooting guard spot and you insert Victor Oladipo, especially if Tyler Hero is going to be back and he's going to be that, that he can, he can be that guy on the, the second team. Oladipo doesn't have to. And you insert Oladipo uh, um, 
just for the simple fact he plays great defense. He's been great with his steals and swiping, and he's been doing a great job on Jalen Brown, who was have he's been having some problems with turnovers, and I credit that a lot to um, Oladipo. And I think he provides a spark too on offense. He's he's kind of inconsistent, but you expect that with all the injury history he's had coming back. And, and he only played a few games down the stretch in the regular season, so I, I never really expected much from him coming into into the playoffs. But I think you you have to give a jolt to something because what you got going the last two games that backcourt of of Lowry and Struess it's just it's not cutting it anymore. Something's got to give. And I think now that Tyler Hero is back, he can be the guy on that on that second team. And, and let Oladipo come in and, and see what he can do with, with the starters. I agree. Uh, I think, yeah, like like I said, all, Miami's just gonna have to come out and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to they're gonna have to score the ball. They're gonna have to figure out this defense. They've had five games to, you know, figure it out. They need they need to come out with something showing us that they figured out this defense and that they can they can score around or through the through it through them. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So it's going to be fun tonight. I, I I just hope for a good game. I hope it's a it's a it's a knockout drag out fucking game. And of course, I want Miami when I I I want to see a game seven, bring it back to Miami, and then we just do just go ahead and ride the wave and off to the finals we go. That's that's how that's going to happen tonight. All right, uh, we will roll into so now AFC East. Um, <clears throat> Interesting enough, uh, I think my my AFCE's predictions it's going to be a little more cut and dry. I think there's nothing nothing shocking here. Um, I think the division is taking a step towards getting better, but for me, this division's always been one of the worst divisions. Um, you know, with, especially with the, the Jets drag this division down by how just poor they are. Um, it's it's interesting to see what New England does. I don't know if they. That's funny you say that. <laughs> oh boy, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what New England's doing at all. That they, they're the big question mark because they were what ten and seven last year. I don't know. Let me... uh, ten, yeah, ten and seven, ten so, and six, something like that. I, I don't know if they've done anything to really to to posture up to make a move. Um, I don't know if I buy into the whole Mac Jones thing. Um, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of Mac Jones, but I, I just, I just, I don't know. This, this division's to me, it's top heavy. I think there's it's a it's a two team race. Um, I I don't really give New England this year a chance, but so I'll, I'll start off. Um, I got the Jets coming in uh, at number four. I don't think that's a shock. Uh, maybe it is. I don't, yeah, the Jets. Yeah, I got the Jets coming in last. Um, I just I don't know. I, looking at their roster, you know, in the off season, they didn't they didn't do a lot for me. The, the biggest moves they did was the um, they signed C.J. Uzama from. Uh, the Cincinnati and then Tyler Conklin. They signed two tight ends. That was their big, their big free agency moves. Now I do love the draft picks. Um, they went with Garrett Wilson um, at wide receiver. You know they had they had was it three first round picks this year? They ended up getting they ended up. Uh, I thought it was two. Maybe, maybe, maybe they had um, um, that Sauce Gardner uh, at corner, the, the big time with number four, the big corner. Some are saying the number one corner in the draft. I like that draft pick too. Um, I, so for me, the, the drafting was okay, but I don't know what they did in, in the offseason to really show me that hey, they're they're ready to to go. Their offseason is just kind of meh for me. Other than than um, Gardner, I, 
their corners are, are scary. They have some young guys that aren't, aren't proven in uh, Bryce Hall. I like him. He's, he's young. DJ Reed from Seattle. I, I don't know if he's a, what he's going to bring, but it's just, to me, there's just not enough meat on the bones for this team to even really take them serious yet. So I think they're taking the right steps when it comes to drafting. Now this was a big draft they did, but they got guys that are, uh, Mackay Beckton, there's been concerns with him. Um, you know, Quentin Williams, he had that issue. And that, so it's like all these guys come to New York and it's just like the Cleveland Brown effect. They just, it's fucking chaos. So they just, it, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I, it's, especially as a, trust me, I know, especially as a, as a, as yeah, a Giants. So, um, so with that said, then three, I got New England. Um, uh, uh, so four, so my four, I had New England. I have New England. I, look, I understand Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, but I, New England, I, I didn't like their draft. They never draft good. They haven't drafted good since I've been alive and I'm 29 years old. So New England's never drafted good. I got New England finishing fourth this year. Yeah, they have Bill Belichick. I get it. The greatest coach of all time. Yeah. But what did they do this off season to, 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 to help them in the division? They have done absolutely nothing. Um, I, I feel like all the, the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins all made jumps this, this offseason. I think they're all going to jump the Patriots. I see the Patriots finishing last this that, year. That's a, that's a fucking shock. So you have them dropping from second to fourth. That's that's a move now. I, I do. I do. I, just because, I mean, they have – I mean, who do they have? I mean, name me <laughs> – I mean, I can name you a couple players off the team. I mean, there's – yeah, they got Matt Jones, but – I mean, Matt Jones is is an average quarterback in my mm-hmm. eyes. I agree. That's I mean, I don't see them making a big push forward. I see them falling a couple spots this year. I, I can see it too, and I, this is something I just thought of um, with New England is is how how are they going to look without um, Josh McDaniels? What's their offense going to be? You know, I I don't. Well, we're going to. And they, yeah, and, and that's another big one. They lost Josh yeah, I just, I just thought of that. Is, is what? And you know, Bill and, and Bill Belichick being a defensive-minded coach. I mean, that's what kind of we're we're gonna I see mean, this year. Who was who was really running that offense? Right. We're gonna we're gonna see how important that offense because have they come out and, and even have they named an offensive coordinator? I don't even know if they. Not, I have not seen a report about an offensive coordinator. Yeah. So that we're gonna see. I, you know, actually. You're, you're kind of convincing me. I don't, I'm not saying I would have them last, but I think that's why I have them at three. I think they do take a step back too. Um, what's that's this? What scares me is if 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 they're all in on Mac Jones, they're not really they're not really showing him. They're not really giving him support because their number one going into the season is Devontae Parker. Now Devontae Parker's is is okay. He's he's had some moments in Miami. Yeah, they got Mac Jones a, a piece, but who else does Mac have to throw the ball? I mean. There's nothing. There's no one else outstanding there that's gonna help push them over the edge. That the, no one there is gonna make Mac Jones the quarterback that he needs to be. So I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, know. I think I think their their best weapon is is Hunter Henry, and that dude is. What scares me with him is injuries, right? So he's he's gets banged up a lot. He's one of the big bodied. He, he's like a a gronk, you know. So. Yeah, I was about to say he's just like a grunk. I mean, you can get maybe ten games out of him a year, but the other six or seven games, I mean, he's, he's yeah. Be hurt. So that, that just scared me. And and for a defensive minded guy that Bill Belichick is, their defense isn't very. Uh, looking at the roster, it's 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 
It's su- it's suspect to me going into this season. Um, uh, I, but I get it. I mean, the Bill Belichick defense—they're all that they they can hold their ground. Built. I mean, they always they're always right around the top ten every year. I mean, if typically higher than top ten, but I think they'll be right around a top ten defense this year just because of Bill Belichick. But their offense—I think their offense is gonna—it's gonna be down there. I think it's gonna be towards the bottom half of the league. Yeah, I agree. That's why I got them at three. I I, I could see them. You know, maybe maybe. They, uh, Zach Wilson, I like Zach Wilson more than I like uh, Mac Jones for sure. So I could see a scenario where Mac Jones kind of um, gets it going. Uh, what maybe Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson to kind of take a step forward because I do like <clears throat> the Jets, um, the, the, their wide receiver core, their young guys. Uh, Denzel Mims, I think if he can take a step up. A couple years ago in the draft, he was out of Baylor. He was supposed to be pretty good and hasn't showed up. So I could see a scenario mm-hmm. where Zach Wilson kind of elevates. And, and, and can get these guys past New England. And maybe New England does take a, a wild step back. So it, it's going to be interesting uh, with with New England. It, there's a lot of question marks right now because, like I said, the, the offensive coordinator situation, what, what's the offense even going to look like? They, they just There's never been an emphasis on offense in New England. It's just like, yeah, we've had Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and he can win with anybody. You know, we can sign a guy off the street, and he's just going to yep. take us to a Super Bowl every year. So now that they don't have that, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Um so I'll I'll go again here at two and sorry, oh, 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 I had the Jets at three. three by the way. So I had pass four. I, I had pass four. Jets three. I really like their draft this year. I think they had a really strong draft. Um, once again, they signed Corey Davis last year. I really liked mm-hmm. Corey Davis. I liked him a lot. Um, I think this year with him and Zach Wilson getting a year to play together, I think this year it's going to show. Um, I, I, I like the Jets at three. I, I almost put them at two. Really? Ahead of the Dolphins, but I'll get into that once we get to the Dolphins. I almost put the Jets at two. I think the Jets are going to make a big mm. jump this year. But I, I'm sticking with them at three for now. Uh, that may change, uh, you know, right right before the season starts, after we see the preseason and stuff. So we'll, we'll maybe we'll, we'll come back to this at once the uh, after the preseason, maybe the week before the season starts, we can jump through back through these. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Um, I – what what gets me with New York is is the is we're gonna see the receiving core. It's got to be the receiving core has got to take a step up because right now they're slated at at their number one guy is Elijah Moore who was with them last year. And the the good thing with the Jets is they have a lot of young guys. You know Elijah Moore is twenty two. Um, they drafted he was their draft pick second round pick last year. Um, five hundred thirty eight yards, five touchdowns on forty three receptions. Not bad for a young guy um, for a rookie season. Um, Corey Davis, I like that signing. Um, he's never really hit his stride. I think it didn't work out in 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 Tennessee. Um, now with the Jets, he's got to be – he's the oldest guy that they have that's going to be starting. So he's going to have to be that guy that kind of helps these young guys out. Uh, we'll see does maybe Garrett Wilson, their draft pick from Ohio State this year, can he provide a big spark? They have the guys. I, I like the, the receiving core is young. And then they signed a couple tight ends. Uh, Uzama, who was balling out last year with Cincinnati, let's say, was that just a one year? Yep. Was that was that because of Joe Burrow and all the weapons they have? We'll, we'll see. Um, but I, I I like the Jets where they're going. It's that I they need to put a couple more drafts and and free agency um, together before I can really trust them. So that's that's why I'm a little hesitant to move them up past four, but. I could see it. They're, I like where they're going. They just need to keep it consistent now. Like I said, like you said, Corey Davis. I mean, he didn't really ball out in Tennessee. He 
He had a year with Zach Wilson this year. I think this year is his time to, to, to prove himself. I really like Garrett Wilson. I wish I, I was hoping the Giants would go and take him. I'm a Giants fan, everybody, just to put that out there. I was hoping the Giants would take Garrett Wilson, but obviously he fell to 10 to uh, the Jets with a great pick. I think I think he was one of the top wide receivers in the draft this year, if not the top wide receiver mm. in the draft this year. I think he's going to be an outstanding player. It's just, I mean, all this, I think all this is really going to depend on Zach Wilson's play. He struggled last year. I get it, the O-line, the O-line issues they had. Um, but and all this, Jets need to make a jump, and it's going to rely on Zach Wilson. Yep, I, I agree. It starts at the quarterback, but <clears throat> the GM's got to get the, the pieces in place to help him out. That's that's why I think a lot of people dog quarterbacks and, and <coughs> players. You can only go so far as with, with what you have, and, and not everybody's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, especially these young guys. They're not going to come in and make everybody better. Uh, it's not like no nobody's doing the, the whole Joe Burrow thing every time. Not every quarterback has that progression, so – it's, it also comes down to the GMs getting pieces around these guys and making moves to help these guys out. So, <clears throat> so at number two, um, I, I got Miami. Um, I have Miami. I, I think yeah. Well, I think we're top. Our top or one and two are. The same. Yeah, that's why I say I, I think it's it's such a it's a, it's a, it's a two man race to me. Um, I don't even think it's that. It's it's Buffalo's division to lose. They're they're the studs in the division. They're they have all the pieces. They have a Super Bowl roster, and they need to make that leap to get there. So so you're not giving Miami a chance to even – you don't think they can win this division? Like I said, I wanted to put I, I wanted to put the Jets over Miami. I didn't right now, mm-hmm. but here later on this summer, it might, I might end up making the making the jump. Um, Miami, I just – there's too many question marks. Tua, I mean, I, I don't like Tua mm-hmm. at all. Tua is – I don't like him at all. Uh, I, I like the Tyreek pickup. Uh, they got weapons, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle. Um, they got Mike Gusecki. You know they have they have they have weapons. The running backs question. Their running backs are questionable. Um, their defense was their defense was was pretty good last year. Uh, but it's all like once again, it's all going to fall on the quarterback too. How is Tua going to be able to perform now that they put the weapons around? So. I, I almost think there's a there, I, 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 I think Miami's gonna have a shot at this division. I really do. I think I think it all depends on what are we getting from Tua. And it, but you also got to think they also have a first uh, a first time head coach. You know what I mean? The making the head coach that, change. That's true. That's, that was another um, thing for I, me. Making the head coach change. That's true. And and I wish they I, I wish they they hadn't done that. I thought they were. I it didn't make sense. Uh, why they mo- they moved off Flores? Uh, I thought he was doing great things for Miami. He was bringing Miami back. I, I love Brian. Uh, Brian yeah, Flores I, I, that was that was silly. It doesn't make any sense. I think he was doing great things with this team, and they were on the up. Uh, they were up and going on. They had they were going places. Um, Tua, it, it's what can we get out of Tua? I to me, I like the running back room. Uh, they don't have a a guy uh, to say, but they have a. Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, they have a, a Chase Edmonds. They have guys. They're going to be a running back committee by committee this year. But think about it. All all three of them guys. How I mean, just think over the last two years. How many how many games did they play the last two years? That, that's injury? true. So I I'll give you that the injuries are are what could affect them. That's why I'm saying the running room is 
it's not that good just because they're in, they can't stay. But healthy. I think it's good that they have. You know, if you're gonna have a guy that's not healthy, at least you got three of them, right? <laughs> so there's three guys. So if one gets hurt, <laughs> you're putting in another one. Until hey, until all three of them get hurt. I think to me, I don't value running backs like I used to. Um, to me, I think they're a diamond dozen. You can just you you can. There's guys you're going to get. You've seen it with Devontae Freeman, right? He took a step back, and then look what he did. I think in the right scenario, guys can flourish no matter what. Like, Devontae Freeman was uh, – uh, I thought his career was done. And then what he did with um, Baltimore, you know, he, he was he was a decent back. I think – to me, I don't value running backs anymore. I don't know why teams pay him I, unless there's some crazy thing. They just shoulder too many uh, – uh, they have too many touches. You see it with McCaffrey. Um, stuff like that. It's just these guys are once they're out, you got to have multiple guys that can do it. You can't do a, a not everybody's a Derrick Henry. He can do it, do everything, and he can just take all shoulder the load and doesn't get injured as much as you would think um, he would. But I think with the receiving core, I love Tyreek Hill. You pair him up with Jalen Waddle, that's going to help Waddle a, a thousand percent. He already had a, a great uh, rookie campaign, um, and now you have Tyreek. They're they're not going to be able to, to double Jalen Waddle. Uh, they have to. They're going to be all all about Tyreek Hill in, in this offense. I get that, but Jalen Waddle's just. I mean, he may not be just as fast as Tyreek. I mean, they got a speedy ass receiver. Yeah, that's why. That's why I love it. I. That's going to be. It's going to be so hard for secondaries to defend that, just because they're, they're so fast. And that's man. why I think Miami did a great, such a great job. They they're they're, they're giving pieces to Tua, and this is the year they're gonna they're gonna evaluate this year either. Two if Tua don't guy, make him jump now, he's, he's not a starting draft. quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If he, if this is why, this is why Miami's doing this. They're giving him all. They're giving him the keys to the fucking city, and either you're you're the man, or you're 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 out. You're gone. This is the prove it year for him. Um, we're gonna find out what he's about because even the offensive line, they're they're doing some stuff. Teron Armstead, huge signing. Um, they're they bolster the offensive line. There's no no excuses. There's literally no excuses for Tua. He's got weapons. The only thing that that could to tarnish this would be injuries. If like the entire team is just gone midway through the season or something at the beginning of the season, then okay. But now nah, the two is it's prove it year. Um, their defense is is great. I think what Brian Flores did with that defense, he he came in and initially was like, I don't care about the offense. Let's get the defense right, and then we'll move on from there. Because you got Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. Great cornerback tandem if if they can stay healthy. Um, they safeties are, are above average. Eric Rowe, I like Eric Rowe. Javon Holland's a above average safety. Um, great linebackers, uh, to top to bottom. This team is is stacked defensively. Um, I, I like what they're doing on the defensive side. It's all about the offense. So to me, I I think I think Miami can win this division, depending on how Tua plays, and that's just uh, that's where I'm at with the Dolphins. Hundred percent. I, I I agree with you on that. So Buffalo, I, I we both have Buffalo winning this division. I love what they're doing. I think uh, it was that game with uh, Kansas City. They were they were this close to to being. Who knows what they could have done had they they finished that game off? Um, they're doing great things. They draft. What can we just talk about how great that game was oh for a second? That, what best game in the oh, NFL last down. year? Was that was that playoff game? I, I mean, I, w- I would even. That's probably one of the best NFL games I've ever witnessed in my life. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what that was game. that was wild. Um, the, that was just a good old fashioned slugfest. 
uh, both teams throwing haymakers, and it was like you almost were like, okay, let's just make this the Super Bowl. Let's just run this back and make this the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> like I would have been okay if that was the thing. They're like, yeah, this game was so good. Let's uh, these guys are in the Super Bowl. Winners just obviously the best team. <laughs> Hey, fuck everybody uh, else. But but no, so yeah, Buffalo, um, they're they're doing great things. Uh they they got the they got it all. The defense, the Von Miller signing only enhances that defense and it's gonna make Ed Oliver better. Gregory Russo, their draft picks, they've been stockpiling draft picks and on the defensive line. And they're setting themselves up for to be good for the next yeah, ten seasons. Definitely. Um and it, it I think Buffalo's kinda ahead of this trend now where they're seeing the writing on the wall for the, the game plan defensively because offenses are so much more potent now. Everyone's stockpiling on, on offensive weapons. What they're doing is they're going the other way, and we're like, okay, if we can shut down the, the other team's offenses, we don't have to – you know, our offense our offense doesn't have to do as much. We don't have to be in these 45, 42 uh, uh, slugfests anymore. So I, I like what they're doing defensively because they got guys – uh, all over the place that can get to the fucking quarterback. I, I like Von Miller, Gregory Russo, Ed Oliver, AJ Epinesa. I mean, their backups are are even really good. Uh, and then they're they're Micah Hyde and their their safety room is absolutely disgusting. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are the best safety tandems mm-hmm. in a, in a league that doesn't value safeties anymore like they used to. And we're seeing that ac- across the board. And and Tre'Davious White, arguably one of the best corners in, in the league, he's definitely top five. I don't know if I'd put him at top, but he's 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 great. Um, I like the Kyir Elam pick. Um, that was a good pickup for them. I really like. Yep, I like that pick, and I really like their uh, their running back, their round two pick, uh, James Cook. I really like that pick. Oh, out of, oh, out of Georgia. Okay, okay, I remember James Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah that pick. Way. I mean, I mean, I like Devin Singletary. About it, you know, he started. I mean, but so I think James Cook is going to put them over the edge in the running back so, room. I, I think they're going to actually have blowing up. And, I think I, and watch out for their new offense, especially with them losing uh Brian Dabble to the my Giants. Watch out for their watch out for their running back room and their offense this year. I think it's going to switch up a little bit. I think they're going to they're going to somewhere, and I know he wants to start handing the ball. I'm not going to say rely on the run because it's Buffalo. Have, that garbage about uh, Josh Allen. I don't think they're going to rely on the run. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think they're going to run the whatever. ball a lot more than what we're used no. to seeing over the last. Yeah, and and in a league where teams aren't doing that nearly enough, no one's doing it other than uh, maybe like Baltimore. Like Baltimore's the only team that's like we're just going to ground yep. and pound. Seattle tries to do it, but they they ain't got the weapons to do it right. When Antonio is it a distraction when and Antonio Brown's getting oh, signed we'll get by the Seattle Buccaneers? Later, but Seattle can't stay healthy. Damn right, regardless. So. so yeah, I like what they're doing. To me, I love Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, and, and we're going to talk about tight ends next. Dawson Knox is one of my favorite young tight ends, um, and it I, they have weapons. He's got to take a step up because um, it's it's a lot on Stephon Diggs, right? He's he's the man there. Um, they need Gabriel Davis to step up like he did in the playoffs, like. Um, Dawson Knox got to step up. Uh, they got Jameson Crowder, who's been a guy that's uh, around the league who's just been, eh, can he can he take a leap forward? Uh, we'll see. Josh Allen's one of them guys that he can elevate almost anybody. It seems like he's got he's got the ability to. And to me, I just their defense is so great. I think their defense is gonna is just gonna carry them a lot farther this year because. Well, I don't. I mean, I like their defense, but I don't think they're as great. As some other defenses in the league, I don't think I, I wouldn't. I would not put them in the top 
three. Mm, really? Just because, I mean, now, now the stats may say otherwise because because of their division and who they play six times a year. But, I, I mean, I like their defense, but I don't think they're um. – the defense is the other all thing I wanted to bring up was we talk, you don't think Von Miller now elevates that defense? No, I'm not saying that. Don't 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 twist my words. <laughs> no, but I'm saying they're all, they were already a, a, such a, a, a stout defense, and now they're adding Von Miller and Kyrie. I think Von Miller Von Miller was good when he was younger. I, I, don't get me wrong; he's still a great fucking. Edge. What about the Super Bowl? But uh, yeah, sure, I understand that, but he's got to stay healthy. That's that's true, but I mean, okay, injuries aside, um, not that you can just discredit I mean, injuries. Don't get me wrong; he's a great piece. He's going to be great veteran leadership in that defensive room, and when he plays on the field, it's going to make a difference. But I don't think it's going to. I think Buffalo Bills' defense is going to be right around where it was last year. I'm I'm going to say something wild, and I don't think it's even that wild. I, I'm going to go out here and say I think Buffalo's defense this year. Is going to be the number one defense in the league. What they've done, That's what they've done. I like the draft pick. They now have another corner with uh, Tredavious White, uh, Elam. Not that he's going to come out and be this this this, this amazing player right away. Uh, rookies tend to have a there's a learning curve. We've seen it. Um, you see uh, in in Detroit, um, the what was the cornerback they drafted who was supposed to be top guy from Alabama, and he he has not yet proven himself. Name slipping from me now, but anyways, the pieces they've added him and Von Miller, uh, just the, they're so deep. If if an injury does happen, they could slide a, an AJ Epineza in for. If Von Miller gets hurt, AJ Epineza, not that he's even on the same level as Von Miller, but AJ Epineza, Boogie Basham. I mean, they got they've got pieces, they've got backups that any team in the league, a lot of teams in the league would want as their starting edge rushers. I mean. To me, that's where the league's going. Is you got to be able to get to the quarterback a lot quicker now, because otherwise, these quarterbacks in this league and the weapons that these it's quarterbacks a have, league now. It's, a league it's now. just it's it's just wild. There's so many weapons. A lot of teams have all these these pieces. You just look at the the AFC West. I mean, the the firepower that these teams are having now is you got to be able to stop. At the end of the day, you got to be able to make stop. And we've seen it in the Super Bowl with the Rams. They don't win that, you know. They might not win that game if they don't get the stops at the end to close it out. So I think, yeah. I think Bills defense well, number one this year, one hundred percent. Especially the edge, especially like you like you just brought up the Super Bowl. Especially the edge. Look at the look at the last play of the game and Jamar Chase is burnt burnt Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. but but Joe Joey B couldn't get the ball out because of the edge rush. Yep. So I, I I just love what they're doing. Um, I I think one quick question before one I got one question for you before we get off okay. this. How do you think their offense is going to do with them getting rid of uh, uh, Brian Dabble? Uh, well, they're not getting rid of him, but Brian Dabble, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. signing with. Uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. Um, it, it's tough. It's tough, right? When a quarterback has to now learn new offenses and 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 try to figure out a new playbook, but I think Josh Allen will figure it out um, pretty easily. He, he's he'll he'll get it down. I, I think. Depending on what they want to do, um, if, they, if they do lean into the run, they have the pieces to do that. They have the pieces. You know, Allen's a gunslinger. I think they need to take the pressure off of him at times. He does. He, he, no team wins when they they drop back fifty to sixty times a game. No matter. And that, and and that's why I'm saying that's why I like the James Cook the James Cook uh, draft pick. It's gonna, I think that's going to help him help. Him. Yeah, and that was something. And I'm glad you had said that because that was something I hadn't looked at. I, 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 especially, hey, especially if James Cook can be like his, uh, what's his, his brother? 
Dalvin? Is it, oh, Dalvin's he's Dalvin's yeah, brother, right? Brother? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially if he can be if he can be any anything close to Dalvin, but watch out for both. Oh yeah, I think he jumps Devin Singletary for sure because truthfully, I don't I don't know if Devin Singletary is a starter in this league. I think it's just the best they've had for a, a little bit of a time, and they've just been rolling with it. Uh, I I, th- I think Cook could take that leap easily, take over that spot. But Buffalo has always been a team, and we'll see now. Maybe they may move away from this. They've always been a running back by committee team. Um, that's that's just mm-hmm. what they've done with. And I don't know if that was to do with Brian Dable or 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 what. But yeah, it's always with. I mean, look what they did with uh, they had Marshawn Lynch and they got rid of him. I mean, I, that's just how the, that's just what they are. Yeah. So I I think either way they're going to be. He'll he'll see the field for sure, and maybe he takes the leap and he's the the bat the the guy that gets the more the most reps and and if they can do that and not have Josh Allen uh backing up and, and trying to throw the ball 50 to 60 times i they'll be they'll be amazing this offense will look good it's it's to me it's up to the other receivers other than Stefan Diggs somebody else has to step up and and be that guy to take the pressure off of Diggs so he's not getting doubled and triple teamed <clears throat> i like it i like it so we're going to wrap this up with the top five series. We're, gonna, we're on tight ends. Um, you just want to – how are you going to do this? You want to go – you do your five, I do my five, then we go to fours, threes, two, You know, I, I like how we did it uh, with the divisions. We, we'll, we'll rattle off. Do you have a honorable mention, first of all? I have a, I have a few a few honorable okay. mentions. Okay, all right, cool, cool. I just wanted to see because if not, I was going to rattle mine up. So, we'll, we'll do we'll do it like that. We'll, we'll, we'll spit fire back and forth. I like that uh, – that way better. Okay. Um, so, so honorable mentions. I'll just, I'll just keep it short and sweet. We talked about it with Buffalo. I love Dawson Knox. Um, what that, what that dude's doing down there. Um, he's, he's a guy that a lot of people don't know, and I think he showcased last year. Right, five hundred eighty-seven yards, nine touchdowns from the tight end position. I think he's taking strides, and he's, he's susceptibly fast. Right, that dude is. If you watch the tape on him, that dude's pretty fast. You wouldn't think it looking at him. He's like. Uh, he's one of them guys who are like, well, he, he ain't burning me. And then all of a sudden he's gone. He's off to the races. So, and he's young. I think he's got room to grow. He's yeah, big 6'4", 254. He's just a big body guy, but also fast. I think he's going places. And I'm going to show love to Chicago. Um, I don't like, I don't like uh, anything Chicago's doing as of late. Um, but I do like what they did with Cole Komet. That kid balled out. Hey, he's a baller. Quietly man. balled out in that net in that offense. Yep. I think he's huge for Justin Completely Fields. Completely underrated and undervalued. Absolutely. I, I and and it's hard. To, it, it's easy to overlook it because the Bears' offense was just so just. They're just. I don't know what they were doing at times. I don't know what. And I hope it's it's a naggy issue. And I'm you know I'm not here to dog on Chicago, but their offense is just gross. Their offensive line is is terrible. Um, they're gonna get Fields hurt. If they don't, you know, it's going to be a Russell Wilson situation where, you know, he's going to have to start demanding for offensive linemen or he's going to be like, I want out. So you don't want to burn that bridge, especially if, if Fields is who they think he is. Um, and I like Justin Fields. They got they got to give him pieces. And Cole Komet, I think, is his best weapon. And we're going to see that. I think Cole Komet takes another step forward. Even more than Mooney? Who? Darnell Mooney? Yeah. I, I, well, I like Mooney. I don't think he's the number one. I think this year Mooney takes a step back um, because there's no pieces. Okay. I think it was great when they had Allen Robinson. 
right? They had but now Mooney's going to be the the, the, the WR one. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be like Juju, right? When Antonio left, mm-hmm. Juju was like, "Who the hell is this? Not the same Juju. Can we have our money back? Like this ain't the same guy, right?" <laughs> uh, I think I think, and not that not that um, Darnell Mooney's not great. I like Darnell Mooney. Kid's a stud, bona fide stud. But he needs right now. He needs a guy like somebody. He's got to have somebody. You look at that receiving core, and it's it's like, what what are we doing? Yeah, and they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have any receivers. And not this. We're getting all in all into Chicago, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna leave it there. I think Mooney is is gonna have a juju effect. So I think Cole Komet's gonna be big. I think you're gonna see his numbers get uh, an uptick. When we get to the NFC North, we'll talk more about. Yeah, that. yeah, for sure. <laughs> So yeah, go ahead. Uh, honorable mentions. Do you have anybody different than I have? Oh, I had uh, I had Dawson Knox as well. I mean, you pretty much explained everything about the kid. So I think he's going to be a stud for years to come. Um, he may, I'm, I mean, he may make the jump into my top five here this this year. So I, I be definitely on the lookout for him. Um, and I, another one, I I really like this kid. I mean, he's not really a kid anymore, but I really Mike Gesicki, man. Mm. He's not very talked not talked about very much, mm. but down in Miami. Uh, it, the last couple of years, he's been he he's been a stud down there. He's been putting up yards, getting his catches. Uh, look out for him jumping in the top five maybe this year too. If Tua can have a good season and there, I, I think he can he can jump into my top five. Yeah, I agree. I, I almost thought about putting him in there, but it's just I I couldn't with the other guys I have. I, I couldn't find a spot for him. That was the only issue. He's great. Mm-hmm. So let's get into top five. Top five, number five, I have, and I had to flip-flop it because I had somebody else. My, my number four was my number five, but I changed it. So I have George Kittle at five. And I have him at five just because of – so the way this series is, it's I'm going to go one year with whoever I got with one of these guys. And the, the only concerning factor with George Kittle is injuries. I love what George Kittle does. He's fast. He's He can make plays. He can block better. I think he's one of the best blocking tight ends. Um He's the complete package. The only reason I can't put him above anybody else is, is injuries. Is what? How many games am I getting out of him? Um, that that's what scares me a little bit. Um, otherwise, I he's he's really complete. The way he blocks is is top notch, and he can make any play. And he's fast. He's super fast for for tight end. So <clears throat> I got him at five. So I had Kittle. I didn't even have Kittle just because of his injuries, like you're saying. I just have him. He has another honorable mention. I was going to mention, mention at the end. Um, I don't have him in my top five right now. I want to see how he does this year. If he can stay healthy, if he can help the offense produce this year, I, I'll, I'll throw him in there next year if he if if he can stay healthy. So for my five, my number five, I had my boy Kyle Pitts hmm. um, coming off that great rookie season, 68 catches, over a thousand yards. And that's just crazy to me. For a tight end, he only only had sixty eight catches, and he still topped a thousand yards. That that mm-hmm. look, at, my, my boy's balling out over there in Atlanta. Um, he's obviously he's only twenty one years old. He's got plenty of time, plenty of room to grow. Uh, I think here in the next three or four years, he's going to be the if not the number one, then coming up on the number one tight end in the league. I agree, and you're going to be surprised. I think maybe where I have him, I have him a little bit higher. Um, just because of pretty much all the reasons you said, but so I, I value him uh, higher, and um, I put him up a little bit there. So we'll we'll get to that. I have him pretty high on the list. <clears throat> so at four, I have, 
Okay, so yeah, I, I got Darren Waller at four. Uh, I just like what he does. Um, he, he's balling out. Um, this last past season, he kind of took a step back, but what he's done the past few years with um, with Vegas, I, I think he's great. Um, he he can do everything. He's one of them guys that he's he's made improvements, um, and he's he's top tier. I think we were talking about him before the injuries this last season. As he he was like competing, he was up there top three. So I couldn't put him up 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 in the top three, but I and I and I almost had him at five. He was the guy I had at five, and then I was like, you know what? I can't put him below Kittle because Kittle's injuries scare me a lot more. So yeah. I, I I got him at four. I think he's just complete. He's fast. He's he makes all the catches. He's got great routes um i think he's what kyle pitts can develop into and even be a little bit better than but i i, I think he's proven himself this okay 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 my uh so my four um this might be a little shocker but i have him at four uh i mean i just can't put him above the three i got um i have mark andrews um he's been pretty i mean the last year last year probably his best season of the or uh yeah his best season in the nfl um he's still young he has a great quarterback with a, a lamar I, I i mean i have him at four he can definitely jump uh depending on how uh especially my number three plays this year we're gonna see um yeah i have Mark andrews at uh at four okay i that's who i have at as as my three is is Mark Andrews? I, I I couldn't put him up any higher either, just because um, even though he was numbers wise was the best tight end, I think that it, it benefited him all the targets and stuff. If you look at, and you, you can't use that against him, but I think he's just the other guys are more complete. Um, I think Mark Andrews is consistent. He's going to make all the catches. He does all the right things, but I think he benefited from being the the guy in 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 Baltimore for sure. Um, but don't get me wrong. Mark, Mark Andrews is nice. The two guys I have at, at, at one and two, I just couldn't put them above these guys. It's it, This was a lot harder doing the tight ends than I thought it was going to be. It, I, I know too. I, I started writing down names. I'm like, damn, I got a lot of, I got a lot of names on here. <laughs> it, it, and it's been like that for most of these. It's been like, eh, who do, who do I, who am I going to put? But uh, yeah, I couldn't put them above my, my top two. So I got Mark Andrews at three. All right. So this is going to be a huge – Shocker probably for everybody for my number three. Uh, but my number three, I got, I got TJ Hawkinson out of Detroit. Um, he, yeah, so I got TJ Hawkinson number three out of Detroit. I've loved him since he's been in the league. Uh, now, y'all can y'all can disagree with my list. That's what that's what we make the list for. But this is who I have at number three. He balled out, especially when uh, uh, Maddie Stafford was up there. He balled out. Yeah, he had a rough season last year with um, – with, um, uh, Golf. Yeah, Jared Goff. I couldn't think of his name. I, I think anybody does. I think he's he's not the guy anywhere. Yeah. But uh, I don't think so either with Jared Goff. But I, I have him at three. He I think he's a stud. He's still young. He's only twenty four years old. I mean he's he's got definitely can grow from last year. But I think that'll grow if they can get a better quarterback other than Detroit. I, I don't think it'll happen this year, but maybe the next year. I think TJ is a stud and is going to be a stud for the next few years. You know, I, I'm glad you said that because I, I totally forgot about TJ. I don't know if I would change. I, and I love TJ Hawkins to come out too. Uh, ever since he's been in the league, I thought he was great. But <clears throat> I don't know. Especially playing in Detroit too. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I, definitely. I, I, I've liked him since he's been in too. So I, that was one I, I forgot about, to be totally honest, because probably because he's in Detroit. You know, you forget about guys mm-hmm. in Detroit. They have some guys there, and I, I like what Detroit was doing. And when I did my NFC North, I had them at three over Chicago just because I like the steps they're taking more than Chicago. But <clears throat> and I like Dan Campbell a lot too. Yes, yes. I, I was raving about him. You know, everyone mm-hmm. thought he was he was – uh, corny and then goofy when he had that press conference he was doing mm-hmm. when he first got in. But that dude, that, that shows me he has passion. And I think that's uh, affectious. And I think his guys are going to really get behind him. And I think Detroit's going to take a step up. But, you know, TJ Hawkinson is an interesting one. I, I, I don't know what I put, if I redid this, would I put him in the top five? I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I would because, but I, I just have to see more. It's hard to judge a guy when he the tape's not there because of where he was at. Who's exactly. And, and playing in Detroit, I mean, the tape's there with, with Matt Stafford, but look at Matt Stafford compared to Jared Goff. I mean, Jared, yeah. it's, 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 night, it's night and day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but maybe in the right situation, he would he would be good. And and, and I, he, I think he has the ability to be top-tier top uh, tight end in this league if he's in the right situation. If either Detroit can figure it out or – or if he ends up somewhere else where he has a chance to prove himself a lot more and show everybody what he's doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so at number two, I think I think this is my big shocker pick right here at number two. I have I have uh, Kyle Pitts at two. And the reason yeah, I already well, I mean it, you're an Atlanta fan and a Florida fan too, so I it, get it. well it, it is it's the double whammy for me. I'm double I'm double biased Gators and Atlanta, but just biases aside, and what you had said. Um, just the the catches he had and the numbers he put up. If you compare him to the other guys, you know. Well, well, I got Travis Kelsey picked up here. So what did uh, Kyle Pitts had like sixty eight catches for uh, like just over a thousand yards. Travis Kelsey just last year had ninety two catches and only had a hundred more yards. That is absolutely absurd to me with Kyle Pitts. That that's why I value him so high. That's why because going into this, it's it's who am I going to take for one year? <clears throat> and he's already proven to me I I can trust this guy, and I can put him anywhere. I can put him out at the wide receiver position. I can put him a tight end. He can, there's nothing he can't do. And and if you look, he was only 200 yards behind Mark Andrews, and Mark Andrews had him in tar- in receptions by 40. So it's like that's that's what I mean. It's like his his yards after after receiving is ridiculous. It's insane, and he he he's a guy where I don't know if I've ever said or even ever heard about a tight end that can take the top off the defense. He's a guy that can take the top off the defense at your tight end spot. So the the, the what he can do, his ability, what you can use him for is limitless. Um, he's great. Um, so now, that's why so, I'm at two. So the reason why I had him at five is because the jump from uh, Matt Matt Ryan to Marcus. How do you think is how do you think his game's gonna compare? From Maddie, from Maddie Ice to to Marcus Mariota. Uh, so that that's interesting. It's going to be interesting. There's a video that Atlanta put out from practice where him and 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 Marcus seem like they're connecting. Um, they had a, a great, and I don't I don't put too much into that, but uh, all signs are pointing that Marcus Mariota's matured and he's come a long way. I think being taking a step back from his starting days in Tennessee is, is and being in Vegas and just. You know, one. That's my number one. And just because everything you're saying, the, the tapes out there, we all know what Travis Kelsey does. He's consistent. He's he doesn't he, he doesn't really even miss time. He's just he just does it. He just goes out there, and you know what you're getting from him. That's why I couldn't even put Kyle. There's it'd be ridiculous to move anybody past him at, at one for me in my eyes, just because of what he does. 
Um, he's day in, day out. He, You know what you're getting from the guy, and he just goes out and balls out. And he does everything. He's not afraid to block. He's not afraid to – to do any of this stuff. He, he, he doesn't need the ball to be, you know, he's not one of them guys. I got, it's all about me. It's just, he'll get to his spot and he'll do what he needs to do. And, and he's just, he's just been consistent. Consistency to me is, is, is kind of everything. You got to be consistent in this league to, to be valued in my eyes. You can be great in, in for one year and then you just never do it again. And it's like, okay, well, there's nothing for me. A guy like that, who's, who, who is a star and he, doesn't have to prove himself no more, but still can do what he's doing is is speaks volumes. That's why I got him at one. I just couldn't put anybody past him. I mean, it's pretty known guys. Mm. Uh, my number two, Travis Kelsey, uh, playing in Kansas City with uh with yeah. uh, Patty. I mean, that that speaks for itself right there. He's gonna get his catches, especially with Tyreek leaving this year. I mean, he could jump to number one easily. He's gonna get. He's going to get even more targets. He should have more receptions. I mean, he had 92 last year. I think he's going to he's going to he's going to jump tremendously in receptions and targets. Um, I could see him having a 1500 yard season. Um, I, I have Travis Kelsey at two. I mean, he's he, I'm, I do need have to explain <laughs> Travis Kelsey. So the, the tight end class is so top heavy, and, and we're seeing it now. There's more guys coming up. You got like the Cole Komets, the Dawson Knox, like we talked about, TJ Hawkinson. Um, all these guys, they're, they're making moves. Um, I, I would say, too, one tight end I want to see more out of that has a lot of hype. <clears throat> I just want to throw this out there is, is David Njoku. That dude, I want to see that guy take a leap because I think he could be great. I think he, he's one of these guys that could take, he could be in the top five if he if he puts in the work and can make a step, because they're talking about him now, you know, signing him, he's on the work, they're getting a big deal. I don't know if he's gardnered getting a big deal. I'd like to see more from him, but I think he's one of those guys, he can make a step up. But I, I love Darren Waller. Um, I, I have no no riffs at him at number one. It, it just last year kind of put a, a, a mark on for me, and maybe I'm overlooking, uh, I'm looking too much into that, but he, he's definitely top five uh, for sure. Um, I would say – with the, there's just so many guys now. It's 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 a it's a tough tough tight end room to to squeeze these guys out. I didn't think this would be hard. I thought tight ends would be pretty easy, but um, you see it now. All these guys coming in in the league at tight end. We got we got great talent. I think tight ends are 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 taking a step up in, in talent. So I got uh so my one I got Darren Waller. I mean look I I, I get I, okay so look let me mm-hmm. let me I get he got hurt last year. Yeah. I mean injuries happen to the NFL right. Um, and the reason why I didn't put Kittle in my top five is because his injuries, but Darren Waller, I mean, before last year, he had, uh, in 2019 season, he had 90 catches for almost 1200 yards. And then 2020 season, the COVID year, he had 107, uh, 107 receptions for almost 1200 yards. Uh, he got hurt last year. So his production wasn't as good, but coming into this year with them getting Devonte Adams, he's going to get a lot more targets, I think. Um, I think he's going to put up a 1500 yard season just because a lot of the, a lot of the pressure and a lot of the, uh, uh, double teams and stuff are going to come are going to come off of him and go to Devonte Adams. And that's crazy to me because Darren Waller got probably double coverage, probably one of the top five people who got double coverage last year in the NFL while he was on the field. So with that, with the double coverage coming, and he still had production and with double coverage coming off him and going to Devonte Adams, He's going to open up the field a lot more for Darren Waller. That's why I got him. Yeah, I can't. It's hard to argue that. Um, it's hard to argue any of the, any of the, it, with any of these guys. I mean, 
the, the tight end class is so top heavy, and, and we're seeing it now. There's more guys coming up. You got like the Cole Komets, the Dawson Knox, like we talked about, TJ Hawkinson. Um, all these guys, they're, they're making moves. Um, I, I would say, too, one tight end I want to see more out of that has a lot of hype. <clears throat> I just want to throw this out there is, is David Njoku. That dude, I want to see that guy take a leap because I think he could be great. I think he he's one of these guys that could take he could be in the top five if he if he puts in the work and can make a step. Because they're talking about him now, you know, signing him. He's on the works of getting a big deal. I don't know if he's gardnered getting a big deal. I'd like to see more from him, but I think he's one of those guys he can make a step up. But I, I love Darren Waller. Um, I, I have no no riffs at him at number one. It, it just last year kind of put a, a a mark on for me, and maybe I'm overlooking. Uh, I'm looking too much into that, but he, he's definitely top five uh, for sure. Um, I would say with the, there's just so many guys now. It's, it's, it's a, it's a tough, tough tight end room to, to squeeze these guys out. I didn't think this would be hard. I thought tight ends would be pretty easy, but um, you see it now, all these guys coming in, in the league at tight end, we got, we got great talent. I think tight ends are, are, are taking a step up in, in talent. So. So I do want to get into one more honorable mention. Obviously, we have Gronk, mm-hmm. Zach Ertz, all them older yep. fellows, right? But how about this young guy who balled out last year, but what's going to hurt him? The reason why I couldn't put him in my top five is who we got traded to. How about Noah Fan? Mm, uh, Noah Fan was the guy I looked into. Yeah, I, I just couldn't put him on the list, but I, I like him as an honorable mention. I couldn't put him on the list because of the trade to um, Seattle. He has – he's. It, it, I think his career is just going to go downward from – up there yeah that that was a huge move and and uh, i think he's one of them guys that yeah it's it's gonna affect him um because we don't know who's even throwing him the ball who's the starter there is it gonna be drew lock and i don't want to get I mean, that's all they got right now is drew lock yeah and, and you look at the depth I think chart. seattle seattle should have went after yeah colin kaepernick yeah i i they they, they still should I think they still should. They were one of the teams that gave him a workout. Was it 2017 when they gave him a workout? And and uh, something like that. And I and I think that they should they should still pursue him because they don't have a quarterback. And are they all in on um, Baker Mayfield? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like Carolina is the only team really in it, and they're just waiting to. They're just not going to pay what Cleveland wants them to pay, and they're just not going to be the first one to flinch. So and maybe Seattle's doing it on purpose. Maybe they're trying to go after a Bryce Young next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that would be their best bet at this point because what are they going to do? Are they going to run it with Geno Smith or or Drew Locke? I, I, that ain't going to cut it. I don't care who you got. I don't care if you got DK. Especially, in that, especially in, the, in that East NFC East division. I mean. Oh, for sure. They're, they're, they'll be lucky with the where roster they got now. They're going to be lucky to win five games next year. And, and we'll be doing the NFC East next. Um, that's going to be my next – you know, we did the AFC East. I'm going to just tell you right now, everybody listening – there's not going to be a surprise who's at four, okay? We know who's at four. I'll just I'll just spoil it now. It's the Seahawks because what well, I don't know what they're doing, but we'll get into that. I I got some riffs with Seattle. Even if they get a quarterback, there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces. They've just demolished their defense. Uh, they they got a lot of stuff going on, and they're in a hell of a rebuild. And their coach is is not where he needs to be to be in a rebuild. So, uh, we'll 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 wrap it up here. Um, I think we. Uh, so just to run it down, we'll run down our top fives one more time. So I, I got um, at five, I got George Kittle, four Darren Waller, three Mark Andrews, two Kyle Pitts, and and one Travis Kelsey. And I had uh, five Kyle Pitts, four Mark Andrews, three TJ Hawkinson, um, 
two Travis Kelsey, one Darren Waller. Y'all can hate my list if you want, but like I said, it's my list. I mean, TJ Hawkinson, I, I know he's a big, he was big in there, so feel free to disagree. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say a huge shout out to Andrew. I appreciate you, brother, coming on here and doing this. You're the first guest. Um, I think people are going to love this. Um, thank you. You you can come back anytime. We'll do this. Uh, we got to do this more for sure. Uh, we'll we'll chop it up. We're going to keep doing these series. I'll, you can come in. You let me know when you want to be on. We'll we'll get you on here. Uh, you were great. Um, to everybody listening, I appreciate uh, uh, appreciate you guys listening and keeping this thing going. Uh, I love y'all. Y'all have a great day. Peace.